0: today's Building the Brand, the four of us have gotten together today to address something that's come up over the past couple months with Macon, which is when people ask us where we're based, there's usually a little bit of surprise. You know, why aren't you based in New York or LA? It doesn't really make sense to people to find out we're an Asia-based publication. So Elphick, Cody, Nate, and myself, Charisse, wanted to talk honestly about the pros and cons of being located in Hong Kong. Nathan, do you want to start and sort of talk about the practical reasons why Hong Kong makes sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. First off, so this location is, you know, obviously very close to China. We're also really close to Japan, Korea, and Taiwan. So in terms of just time zones, but also flights, you know, traveling to those regions, it just makes a lot of sense. Especially since one of the big aspects of making is we're trying to tell these language locked stories that you know, might not be covered otherwise. So being in Hong Kong definitely helps us, you know, make that happen. If you decide tomorrow, there's this great story happening in say, Tokyo, you could easily hop over there and just make that happen.
2: You know, studying abroad and then come back to Asia. I feel like I want to know more a little bit about Asia's stories. I was exposed to a lot of westernized media and i feel like those cultures kind of always like flow back to asia and then they kind of it start influencing the asian cultures being chinese right like they the 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 economy start opening up and people start exposing into more different cultures and they're like oh even like for example like the trap thing right like higher brothers you know and they they want to represent themselves through kind of western music right but it's like becoming their own thing so i think that's one of the reason why we
3: want to base here yeah just and- like you know, wanting to know more about this side of the world. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the four of us sitting around this table now, I mean, we've all studied abroad, right? And we've all come back here. And I think just to add to that, like a lot of the, I guess, Asian stories that you you, uh, you, you read or listen to over in the States or in the UK, they always they seem to be told through the same lens. And I think that just, you know, us being very familiar with what it is actually like over here Puts us in a really good position to tell authentic stories, and also to give back to the creative community here in Hong Kong. You know, I think Elf, you you you've recently been to you know the East Coast and and Toronto, New York, and I mean, you were telling us how how different it is over there. Like even talking about like boutiques and shops. I think there's a lot of potential here in Hong Kong when it comes to the creative landscape, and um, for us to give back and, and connect other creatives in the city I think is something that I think essentially is the crux.
1: I mean it's it's really easy to say oh you don't know, give back to community but I think it's worth mentioning that each one of us sitting here right now does have a very personal connection to the city, which is why we would you know want to give back to the scene here as opposed to go to another big cultural hub in the world and kind of you know be part of their creative scene. For all the points you just mentioned, you know, there's a, there's a time of, you know, tension right now that is great for creativity that we want to be part of coming back and living here for six years. You know, that's there's just a strong connection there that I wouldn't want to do that anywhere else in the world. I'm not sure if that's, is that the same with you, Sharice?
0: Yeah, I think in a way, us choosing to stay here and do creative work is almost our responsibility because, you know, Hong Kong raised us in different ways and it would be easy for us to go to North America or the UK and expand our own practices there or establish something like Make-In there, but the harder thing to do that could benefit the future of creativity is by staying in Hong Kong and fostering something here.
2: Totally agree with that because growing up here, I feel like I have the responsibility to kind of put my perspective like my creativity into the city. I mean, a lot of people can complain about, oh, there's not enough of this, there's not enough of that. You know, there's not enough people that doing production. There's not enough people expressing themselves musically. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you know. Uh, you know what? Just to, say, just to yeah. jump in
3: there, I often find that that's because these people aren't communicating with each other.
0: Or the people that are aren't being highlighted, which is something we want to bring out right. as well. It's like too much pressure to put on someone, like let's say Eric Lau, right? Like he does a great job in his own right and then also be like oh you need to market yourself better right Mm -hmm. like that's not fair to just be like you do great creative work how come nobody knows about you well you're busy doing the creative work that's why they don't know
2: so speaking of Eric Lau I actually speaking to him while I was in Philadelphia he's finishing an album with Jazzy Jeff he always wants to rap Hong Kong like represent Mm. Hong Kong I mean wherever he is like you know even though he's based in London he always say like you know oh I'm, I'm from Hong Kong but there's just always lack of this representative, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. communication that's like, hey, we're, we're the work is like growing from here. But in fact, there are a lot, you mm-hmm. know, where we're based here in Taekwok mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, after moving into this area, especially the office moving into this area, there's just tons of creative people around here that's kind of starting their own
3: thing. Yeah, I mean, like Hong Kong as a, as a city has, we have so many publishers here, mm. which I think, and it, it's kind of strange how a lot of the, uh, I mean, I'm not going to name, name names, but a lot of the publishers here often hide the fact that they're based in Hong Kong. That's another angle for us is to try champion that, you know, to try be the best Hong Kong based publication out there and, and, and to be proud of that, right?
2: It's very easy to put yourself either, oh, okay, you're from Hong Kong, then you're local. Or right. you're hiding the fact that you're in Hong Kong, then you're, oh, we're international, we're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So There's never like, you know, a company that's like based in Hong Kong. It's also global, yeah. but it's like very proud of it.
1: Yeah. That doesn't just work for, um, you know, at the larger company slash publication level, but, you know, individuals, I, I think I you guys can all agree with me. You've ran into, you know, some individuals that clearly they're from Hong Kong, <laughs> but they will not admit they're from Hong Kong. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm from Canada. Yeah. Right. You know, or like, you know, I'm from, yeah. York, but they clearly, you know, they studied there and then, and then they just came back. So why, you know, this, it's unfortunate because this yeah. city is a great environment. Um, be an individual creative or to start something bigger like what we're doing. And why is that? Right.
0: I think it comes down to authenticity, what the three of you are describing. The fact that a publisher or a brand or individuals would try to hide that they're from Hong Kong makes it feel like, oh, the city's an embarrassing place to be from, which it's totally not. And that's what (laughs) Macon wants to make it clear, is like we're excited about being here. We yeah. are proud to represent the city.
3: I mean, how many countless photo shoots have the three of us been on, where you know you'll you'll be shooting outside and and people will be like, no, 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 stay away from that bamboo scaffolding. It has to be right in that corner. Right. It looks crisp and clean, right? right? And like. That's, I think, for us from a visual standpoint, that's something we want to capture is that the authentic character of the city, right? Well, there's
2: a lot of stories that's uh, kind of upcoming are kind of celebrating the culture. the Hong Yeah, Kong let's culture. talk
0: about that. Let's yeah. talk no, about what know. we like have Cody, on.
2: Cody has been pretty busy with these stories. Yeah, um, I
3: don't know if we could talk about that now, but uh, <laughs> maybe you can like give us a little teaser. Well, first off, it's not just been me, but we've all been working on this. Um, but yeah, we we're going to highlight a few cool... Um, characters so we've got our buddy Leo who he started this brand called OK 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 um, they've done some pretty cool stuff with uh, pleasures this music promotion company called Yiye in Shanghai we've also you know lined up a, a story with K Mello who a lot of us here know him as a a DJ here he's like a bit of an, a bit of a legend and um, he only you know spins vinyl records but by day he's actually a, a town planner So kind of like looking at sort of crazy stuff like that. And that's honestly a common thread between a lot of creatives in Hong Kong. They have a a day job and what's really cool is they're really passionate about what they're doing. And because they're doing it in their free time, every single minute they spend on their work is is precious to them.
1: Well, for me, I'm always trying to cover topics that I have a personal uh, curiosity so, oh yeah, you have
0: yeah. you have a really interesting story that's a bit more personal, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know well how personal it is, but basically, it's about those funeral offerings. So just for a bit of background, uh, you know, when people die in Hong Kong or other Chinese countries, they the relatives will tend to you know burn money or burn uh, paper replicas of certain objects to send to their you know their loved ones in the afterlife. Yeah, that was just interesting to me because uh, the items, they're changing, you know, with time. And let's just say it's just going to be a very interesting look at, you know, how Chinese people look at materialism Mm. while they're alive and, you know, into the afterlife too, I guess.
0: I'm wondering, does being based in Hong Kong make you guys feel a greater editorial freedom that you wouldn't feel if we were based somewhere else?
3: We talked about this earlier, Nate, like, you know, Hong Kong's the, with this whole uh, political thing that's going on with China, you know, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the the stuff you see in the local headlines, you know, how Hong Kong's media is, you know, slowly sliding down the rankings, and how censorship is is a, is a hot topic right now. But I think as as an independent publisher, I don't, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel any pressure to voice our opinion on mm-hmm. something.
0: I wonder if being a Hong Kong-based publication frees us from expectations of an LA or New York-based brand. I, I'm just curious. Like,
1: uh, Actually, jumping off of what uh, Cody said, you know, I think we're in a really good position because as a startup, we don't have to pigeonhole ourselves because of our name. Because mm-hmm. as of now, we're, we're still relatively new. But we're also, you know, dropping ourselves in a region of the world where... You know, it's very international. So, mm. as an English language publication, first and foremost, that's great. And then, of course, socially or
3: politically, we're, uh, Hong Kong's still very uh, liberal. W- what do you guys think about local media? Like, how familiar are you guys with some local publications? I don't really like them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, just, just, this is a very personal take on it because all they do is just take like local ce- celebrity cultures. Yeah. And, um, I mean, to be honest, Cantonese is... So, I don't know. Let me just rewind a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not trying to diss anyone. Because Cantonese culture is actually changed every single day. Like the language itself, right? Like there's so many slangs. There's so many just pop culture, pop references. Just kind of goes by. And uh, these magazines, um, they take on that mentality Mm -hmm. and make tabloids... Even more popping because of these new culture that keep popping up.
3: Yeah, I think it's those those sorts of platforms that are, I think, experiencing issues with you know freedom and things like that. But the reason I asked was, you know, recently I went over um, to Twemco's office.
0: We got back up a sec. Twemco is a clock brand. Right, right. They produce these amazing uh, date and time, like flip clocks. Yes. Yeah. Right, um, continue.
3: Yeah, it was just funny. I basically offered her free press and like any, any previous experience I've had with that, you know, everyone's jumped at that opportunity um, and she just didn't want to know us.
2: She was like, I well, mean, we already did it. We already did right." magazine. She was like, oh yeah, huh. look
3: at the pamphlet. And so like us having to fight for that story I and mean, trying to persuade someone who, I mean, she didn't speak any English, so you can imagine how.
2: She totally understands English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, that's sort of interesting, like how I could kind of sense that she, she's obviously you know, dealt with local media and she's probably you know, had to jump through the same hoops and she's probably tired of doing the same things, answering the same questions. And I think that's where we come in. You know? We sort of look at things completely different. We're starting from scratch. We have no idea how local press has covered certain topics that we're interested in. Um, and I think that's, that's a good thing.
0: I think we come at things from a genuine, I hope this doesn't sound too highbrow, global perspective because the four of us and everyone else on the team has a complete mixed background of places we grew up, where we studied. And so we genuinely just want to share whatever is creative and exciting happening in any part of the world, exactly. including Hong Kong, including North America, anywhere else, APAC, Europe, et cetera.
3: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: You know. Elf mentioned this earlier. When I grew up, I got like a North American perspective of North American media Mm. while based in Hong Kong, right? Right. So it's kind of like, this is our chance to shine our global slash Hong Kong perspective on North America itself. Okay, let's do some future forecasting. Macon stays based in Hong Kong for the next five years. What would you like to see us do for this city?
3: to attract more high level creatives to the city. Okay. And for these high level creatives to, you know, interact and give back to the community. Mm. I think that's key.
0: I think we can be a glue for people who are currently here, you know, so they stay here, they don't leave. And then also for me I'd really like to see young people, fresh graduates be excited to work in the creative industry in Hong Kong. I think that's a good place to end things for the day. I'm Sharice. I also do the podcast, Making It Up, with Eugene Can, and that's available on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: I'm Cody, editor at Macon.
1: I'm Melphic, sound engineer. And I'm Nate, also an editor at Macon. And this has been Building the Brand.